get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I guess we shouldn't be surprised at the late date with which the NCA is trying to make things happen. I guess my first question, and we're going to go to the end here right at the beginning. Is there a logical way to make this happen for college football? Yeah, I mean, the experts I talk to say it is possible. It's just going to be hard. Um, you know, with the external forces, now the cases spiking up around the country, the fact that there is no, uh, you know, uniform testing going into the regular season. Um, you know, you would like to have the schools all on the same page, knowing that everybody's tested, whatever it is, twice a week. You know, change lineup cards on Friday night between the coaches. You know who is playing. Um, the ethics of not telling a coach. The opposing coach, your uh, starting quarterback is out because he tested positive. All that has to be worked out, and they say it is going to be worked out, but it's going to be hard. Dennis, I keep thinking about professional sports and how whether it's the NBA in a bubble scenario or the NHL, even baseball, while they'll have more freedom to move about and travel, it really is a wave of personal responsibility. These guys are going to have to take it upon themselves to be sure to be smart about all of this so they can protect themselves and their teammates. And when I think about college athletics, while I know a lot of these players are thinking about themselves and thinking about their teams... These are still college kids that are going to want to go out to bars and hang out with their friends. And I just wonder if if we're really being realistic when we think about the fact that these young players are probably not going to have that same wave of personal responsibility in regards to how it's going to affect the season. I think that's the biggest issue here. The the pros can negotiate their working conditions. They're living in a bubble. You can have a central location to play the game. NBA, we know. NHL is going to have to... um, a college, you can't. They're colleges. You know, there are thousands of colleges in the country. Uh, these kids are going to go out. They're going to party. They're going to go to bars. The outbreaks do at, in Kansas State, which both remain shut down right now for voluntary workouts, I believe, were, the, were an issue of them going out. Now, you can ask them. You can plead with them. You can tell them, you know, not to socialize or go out on dates or anything else. But it's, it's, it's going to be hard because of the age group. Now, again, the age group is, is much less susceptible to getting the virus than, than older age groups. But that's part of the point, only a micro part of the point. You can catch it. You can spread it through your head coach. There's a, I counted 17 head coaches in FBS who are at least 60 years old. Uh, they can spread it then to their families. So it's not just that simple. There's an open-ended loop here where it could go get out. Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com with us on 101 ESPN. Uh, 
for those that aren't aware of it, the NCAA and the Power Five conferences are, conferences are essentially separate entities. So is there a move on the part of the Power Five teams, Dennis, to do their own setup testing-wise? Yes. They're, they are trying to get together just the Power Five conferences. You know, there are 10 FBS conferences, so Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC, Pac-12. Those are 65 schools trying to get on the same page uh, that they have the, the, you know, the best uniform testing. Now, after the non-conference games, they're only going to be playing each other. So within those conferences, I think they can do it. But you do want uniform testing across the country, so you don't have you know, outbreaks that I talked about. You know, is, you know, I think most of them right now, once they get in camp, are testing once a week. That's what I've been led to believe. But is that enough during the season? You know, I had one medical professional tell me that, you know, the, the object of this season shouldn't be necessarily to win. It should be to get 130 teams through the regular season as safely as you can. You know, God forbid mm-hmm. any hospitalizations or worse. I have a piece coming out today where a, uh, a computer science professor who does these sort of things, he does this modeling from Illinois, uh, Sheldon Jacobson says very very starkly that there will be three to seven buses here in FBS. And I, I, my mouth dropped open. I don't think this game could stand one, much less three to seven. No way. There's no way they could survive that. No, absolutely. They'd shut it down. They might shut it down after there's one hospitalization. I don't know. And I was stunned by one of the points in your piece, Dennis, and that is that an athletic director told you that there's a power five school with one ICU bed in town. This is, these are colleges, big colleges that have, and there's one that only has one ICU bed in town. That's stunning to me. Yeah. And I had, uh, I don't know what that is. I tried to get it from him so I could check it out. Uh, it's, it's a bit hard to fathom that even in one of the really isolated college campuses, that would be the case, but he swears it's true that there's one ICU bed. So yeah, that would be a problem if, uh, if there was an outbreak, you're right. Dennis, you, you also have a piece about two United States senators, senators who are planning to submit a bill that prohibits schools from compelling athletes to sign these COVID waivers as a condition of their participation. And I understand why they would want to present this and why they would have concerns about players essentially feeling that they're forced uh, to sign away their rights. But from a university and a team standpoint, you also want to remove the liability from yourself here a little bit if, like we spoke about, players aren't going to comply the way that they should. So it just seems like there's kind of a a no-win situation here as far as that's concerned. Yeah, it's really questionable, Michelle, how much liability the schools can even remove by having these players sign these waivers or pledges or whatever you want to call them. Because, look, they can sign a waiver saying, I I promise not to go out and and adhere to all CDC health guidelines. And, you know, the the school makes a mistake in testing or somebody gets infected. And the school's liable. You know, it's nothing the kid did. Um, And so the the school will, will be liable. I mean, there is some liability if somebody, as we talked about, somebody gets really, really bad, some people. So what these senators are saying, and it's Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut, Cory Booker from New Jersey, are saying, don't don't put this on the kids. This should be a condition of playing. Um, And by the way, while you're at it, you can't take their scholarships away either. Now, I don't know of any school 
that has had these kids sign a waiver and has threatened to take away their scholarships if they don't comply. They've just said, we'll separate you from the team. But even that might be, you know, might be too much. So they're putting it out there and um, trying to get this bill passed really quick. Hey, Dennis, uh, one other thing from me, and this is in regards to Clemson that's had so many positive mm-hmm. tests. Are they doing a better job than other schools? Why, why have they had so many positive tests? I don't know that. I'll, I'll, I'll give them credit, though. Uh, they're being very transparent. You know, 30 tests, they're giving updates when they have more. I think just in the world of keeping the public informed and the people and the parents around the program informed, that's to be credited. That's laudable. I don't know why they're having so many. I, you know, I can't speculate. Did their players go out to a party? I don't know. But at least they're putting it out there because there's a lot of schools that have already said flat out that we're not even going to tell you the number. And I think Missouri's among them. I know Missouri, North Carolina, there are lots and lots more. Uh, but we're not even going to tell you the number because we don't have to. Well, that's, I think that's a public concern when you might have a problem and you're not telling the public how many problems you might have on your team. But that's another discussion for another time. But I'm not going to criticize Clemson. Um, you know, they've been out there with the information. Maybe we'll find out how it happened uh, down the line. But by then, I should mention, you know, we, the only way we'll know the names of players is if they announce them themselves or some kind of reporting comes out about it because they are protected by HIPAA. It's that form you sign every time you go to the doctor. The doctor agrees not to share your record with anybody else, uh, except maybe your family, the people you allow. So you won't see individual names. You'll just see numbers. Dennis, one more question from me. As we're outlining all of the obstacles facing college football and getting a season up and running, do you still think that there is a scenario where we see fans in the stands? I'm, I'm getting further and further away from that just because of look, the, just the simple thing that like, stay separated hands wear a mask again how do you keep people from even if you have a percentage of fans in there and i'm working on a story about that where's the science coming from that you have fifty thousand people in the stands in the whole state you know that's half half full i i I don't get it i mean maybe i'm missing something especially where we are now uh the dolphins president miami dolphins a few weeks ago put out a um, very detailed thing they've got fifteen thousand people in a sixty-five thousand Hard Rock Stadium with, uh, you know, you'd be told when you can go to the bathroom, be told when you can go to the concession stand. You know, that'll turn a lot of people off, but, you know, they, they are modeling for people in the stand. Again, because of the unique nature of college, I'm having a hard time seeing fans, but I'm sure there will be some. You know, I'm sure they, they for one, they want the revenue, and that's the overarching thing, Michelle, this whole thing. There's a quote in the story yesterday from a doctor who said, oh, what's we know I've been doing this. It's the economics. You know, if you wanted to be totally safe, you'd wait till next spring until till this thing dies down, or hopefully it dies down. So that's part of it. Well, and look at it from this perspective, Dennis. You've been at games in Tuscaloosa. If you tell an yeah. Alabama fan, okay, you can go to the Bama game, but there's a chance that you might get the coronavirus, they're going to go to the game. Oh, absolutely. And that, you know, I fully expect that there'll be something on the tickets when you get it that you know, by, by attending this game, you assume, you know, your health risk for, you know, COVID-19. There's already uh, all kinds of disclaimers on tickets now where, you know, you can't sue the, sue the, uh, the club if, uh, if you fall down or sustain some sort of injury at the game. Read those tickets sometimes. A lot of them are paperless now, but you can still read it. 
But it's, it'll, there'll be something on there like that, so it'll take the liability away from the school. Hey, it's great to hear your voice. Keep up the great work. We always love it, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. And I know you're excited about the Blues starting camp and defending their Stanley Cup. Yeah, let's hope we can get hockey to the finish line. That'd be great.